I'm Precious Brady Davis. This is the final episode of the latest season of The Land I Trust, a special storytelling project from the Sierra Club. Climate change and the fight to get us off fossil fuels, the stakes are really high. It can provoke some strong feelings. Dealing with the enormity of the threat that we're facing, um, it really did touch my emotions. I, like a growing number of people, have had to go through uh, a grieving process. Bob Pashus is from St. Louis, Missouri. For him, reckoning with climate change meant he had to grieve for what we've already lost and for what it's too late to do anything about. But he didn't just bury his head in the sand and give up. He came out on the other side. I've been a longtime advocate for the environment and uh, in recent years also for climate action. Born in St. Louis, ended up um, going away for high school and college um, while I was in the seminary, considering becoming a priest with the Augustinians. Eventually I decided against it, um, but I knew I wanted to be involved in ministry all of my life and in trying to help people, and uh, especially now as I've become in more recent years concerned about the whole climate issue. My faith has been something that has continued to provide inspiration. Still, um, just in terms of, of dealing with the enormity, even on the emotional level too, of the, of the threat that we're facing, to a point now where we have called it uh, no longer global warming, but climate change, and then the climate crisis, and now the climate emergency, having that sink in to me on, a, on an emotional level, there was a cost to that. It wasn't easy to keep doing that especially when I did take it to heart. I, like a growing number of people, have had to go through uh, a grieving process. There was, for example, a time when I, uh, when I was probably in the middle of that, when I took a walk someplace close to my home to this place that I call my prayer field. And I was out there, and it was one of the few times in my life when I felt like I heard that still small voice. Yes, there are some terrible things that are coming on this earth, but know that I am with you. Know that I am with you. And he said it a third time. Know that I am with you. Though there are some more conservative Christians uh, who have taken a different route and have uh, sort of given up uh, feeling like, you know, well, what's the use of, of doing anything? It's, it's all going to just happen according to the scriptures. From my vantage point, I think it's a cop-out. Uh, to take the route of, of not doing anything. Uh, I think it's all the more my responsibility to try to do everything I can and decide, okay, well, how can I fit in to, to doing something about this? What can I do? What is my place? What little niche can I find? And that's partly why I uh, became uh, an employee of a solar company. Uh, I'm working now for the last two years with one of the premier uh, solar installers in the region. I would just say... When I go up to the river, up the river road, and just go and see some of the beautiful places that have come to mean a lot in my life, and when I think about all the wonderful people in my own life, and, and just all the wonderful people that I read about and, and see news reports about throughout this whole planet, I, I can't help but find that too as motivation for just wanting to keep on doing everything I can. I believe, um, one way or another, there is still reason to hope.
Bob's hope led him to work in the solar industry in Missouri. And St. Louis, Missouri's second biggest city is also about to become a lot more solar friendly. A couple of years ago, St. Louis passed Resolution 124. It called upon the city to transition to 100% clean energy by 2035. I am absolutely hopeful now. I mean, you can see a smile on my face. I'm hopeful now. Leading the effort was Lewis Reed, the president of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. We passed this clean energy resolution, and it calls for the city to move to 100% clean energy. Uh, it called for us to create a clean energy advisory board to lay out a pathway for us to get there. I am absolutely hopeful now. I mean, you can see a smile on my face. I'm hopeful now. And I'm glad that St. Louis uh, was one of the uh, leaders in the Midwest. For me, it's been rewarding to see uh, how far this issue of climate change has progressed, especially in St. Louis. You know, um, I mean, we, we have some, uh, you know, some of the world's largest coal companies here. This is their this is their corporate headquarters are here in the city of St. Louis. So you can imagine, back in the early days, we would have these rallies. <laughs> you know, we'd have to invite our family and friends, and hopefully we get enough people to show up. This is back in the day, and now now people there's a there's a there's an awareness across this nation, right? So. St. Louisans uh, were really supportive, like the average person on the street were really supportive of, of moving toward clean energy, right? People look at, you know, the Cardinals fans or the Blues hockey fans and say, my God, those fans are just like really engaged. Well, you know, that's the passion of St. Louis. St. Louis is this intensely passionate city, right, and committed. Right, and you get them all going in one direction. I mean, the sky's the limit. So uh, there is a major economic component to it. Also, you lower your cost, right, by uh, capturing some of the, you know this the natural energy through the sun, and by creating these green jobs. Right, we have an opportunity to have a wholly newly trained workforce and have them ready to enter those jobs. That helps everybody. It helps every household and everything else. Also, if I just look strictly personal, just to my household, right? I have um, myself, you can hear, hear my head's clogged up, right? You know, I, you know, I suffer from allergies, uh, you know, a daughter with asthma, another son with serious allergies and stuff like that. And my constituency, the people all across the city, I know that we could have a healthier city uh, with cleaner air. As a father for, I want to see a planet that's in better shape than when than the one that we received, right? Now, that's a tall task, but if we set the bar beyond our reach, I think we have an opportunity to achieve some change, right? So it's not so much for me, but it's for my great-great-grandchildren. Lewis is thinking about future generations and what kind of city, what kind of world they'll be living in. Well, what I inherited, I don't personally like. And I worry about my children. Having three grandchildren, I think about what they have to face. Now I have my first grandchild. I'm worried that that one-year-old would not be able to see life like I have. For this season, we've talked to a lot of people about what they thought the future held. 
and if they were hopeful. Some are worried. There is already going to be fundamental changes across the globe. There's not enough urgency, and there's not enough time. I worry. But some were even optimistic. I'm not ready to get swept under the rug. Our planet is amazingly resilient. When I work with the youth, they will be the change agents um, as they get older. Right now, we're at a really exciting time. When I think about the future, prior to this movement, I didn't see this unification. Now, there's an awareness across this nation. Whatever the future holds, it's the youngest generation that will have to live in it. And a lot of them have had to grow up fast to take on the fight for clean energy and a healthy climate. Everyday Einstein is a fun and informative quick hits science podcast. It's hosted by Dr. Sabrina Steerwalt, an astrophysicist and woman in STEM rock star. Every week, she shares scientific news and trends in terms we can all understand helping us make sense of the science in our day-to-day lives. Get answers to questions like, can we predict earthquakes at all? Or how did water get on Earth? She covers everything from how climate change is to blame for major weather events, to why we've become obsessed with pumpkin spice as soon as fall comes around. It's a great show that can help you learn more about the science in your world. Just search for Everyday Einstein wherever you get your podcasts. That's Everyday Einstein. Climate 2020 is a podcast that considers climate change the top issue of the 2020 presidential election. Listen as researchers, activists, and journalists like MSNBC's Chris Hayes explain where your favorite candidate stands on climate and which proposals make the most sense. Hear thought-provoking conversations about how we can solve our world's greatest crisis. Subscribe now in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and learn more at climate2020podcast.com. Josh Usden is a 17-year-old high school student from Nashville, Tennessee. Josh is also a climate activist and a member of the Sunrise Movement, a group of young people fighting climate change. But for Josh, it all started with their love of the ocean. So since I was about two, I've been obsessed with the ocean, like hardcore obsessed. Like my whole house is covered in, not outside obviously, but inside. I have shells everywhere. I love collecting seashells. In kindergarten, all I would talk about was fish. So I had to end up going to like see a counselor about that so I could learn how to be, you know, a quote-unquote, normal child and, like, not only talk about the ocean. (laughs) Um, But two days into my fifth grade year, the teachers were giving us articles in science about climate change. And I was like, this can't be real at all. Like, this is not what I'm seeing. Like, everything's fine. Yeah, it's just a little warm, but, like, it happened, right? Diving into it, I really, I was horrified. And that's kind of gotten me here. So I went to do a sit-in with about 100 other people with the Sunrise Movement downtown at the Legislative Plaza. And that was like the most 
powerful thing I've ever experienced. Seeing so many people from like around the South, like no matter if they were, you know, from a family of immigrants or if they were Latinx and indigenous or if they were, you know, like me, pasty white boy. <laughs> um, like everyone was united and really raising their voices to make sure that we're heard. Um, but part of my French, I'm f***ing furious that as a kid, I have to deal with things that adults have. Like, I wasn't even born yet when, you know, global temperatures have been increasing. I wasn't even an idea when fishing stocks have been depleted. And the fact that I, I didn't create this problem, I shouldn't have to fix it. I know it sounds very cynical, but in reality... I don't have any hope for a future. But if there are people out there who are trying to actively help the environment, who still have hope, I want to support them 100%. Because if we get, like, let's say we got 3% of the world to fight back against climate change, we would make a difference. Hands down, make a difference. Actually, that kind of is realistic because when a single, you know, regular kid and then, oh no, there are two more fighting against climate change and then, oh my God, so many more and people like millennials and Gen Zers and people who, you know, haven't even been born yet, they're probably going to be fighting for this too. Yeah. Now I think about it, I, I do, I do have hope. I do have hope. I do have hope. Wherever you are, whoever you are, don't give up hope. There's so much you can do to help the planet. To take action, you can go to sc.org slash divest and join the fight against dirty fuels or check out the latest ways to make a difference at adup.org. I'm Precious Brady Davis. This is the land I trust. The Land I Trust is produced by Josephine Holtzman and Isaac Kestenbaum of Future Projects Media, with production help from Danielle Roth, Galen Koch, and Adil Trahan. Our theme music is by Jeff Brodsky. Our mix engineer is Dara Hirsch. The executive producer is Jeff Shaw. Special thanks to Jenica Hopkins, Rhonda Anderson, Becca Pollard, Jody Paris, Sylvia Shepard, Mike Berkowitz, Neil Wagoner, Elizabeth Cat Reinders, Miranda Ehrlich, Gretchen Waddle Barwick, Rebecca Kling, Wendy Breadhold, Renner Barcella, Bonnie Swinford, Scott Banbury, Carolina Sears, and Andy Knott.